Hello, everyone. Hi, it's Henry DeVries, CEO of Indie Books International. Welcome to the Marketing with a Book podcast. This is not the Marketing a Book podcast. This is the Marketing with a Book podcast. This is how consultants and professionals can attract high-paying clients by marketing with a book and a speech. Today, we have a special program. We have some special authors and experts with us. First, we always like to start with the author roll call. And I'm gonna start with uh, Chris Hodges and then go to David Goldman. If you could give us your name, where you're from and the title of your book. Thank you very much, Henry. Uh, my name is Christopher Hodges. I live in Denver, Colorado. The name of my book is Noble Automation Now. Thanks. And David Goldman. Thanks, Henry. Hi, I'm David Goldman, and I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, spending the winter in Bonita Springs, Florida. I wrote the book, The Road to Happiness, How to Get What You Really Want. Thanks, David. Uh, let's go with Dr. Uh, Teresa Ashby and then uh, Lainey Kalakos. Wonderful. I'm Dr. Teresa Ashby and I'm from Long Beach, California. And my book is called Exposing the E-Learning Mystery. Nice. And Eleni. And Eleni, you're on mute somehow. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm Eleni Kalakos. I'm in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And my book is called Claim the Stage. Welcome. And uh, Mark Brown. Greetings, friends. I am Mark Brown. I live in Lysella, Georgia. Nearest big town is Macon, Georgia. My book is entitled Deliver Unforgettable Presentations. Thanks, Mark. And Dr. Steve. You can tell us about your upcoming book. Yeah, so the, um, I'm Steve Swavely in Hendersonville, North Carolina. And the working title of my book is The Leader's Quest for Optimal Performance. Thanks for being here. Well, Suzanne, why don't you pin our participants today and we'll get into our demonstration. We're demonstrating how to do a book blueprint. And there are seven questions you need to answer when you're doing a book blueprint. These answers often come out in conversation. So I either have individual conversations with authors or we have our book kickoff classes and we have these conversations. So we'll start here. It's a lightning round and we'll go Eleni, uh, Dr. Ashby, David, Patrick, and then Mark. Oh, Patrick, we didn't get your introduction on the uh, author roll call. I'm sorry. Would you give it to us right now? You bet. Uh, Patrick McGowan out of the bustling metropolis of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, also uh, having, having wintered out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota as well. Um, my book is called Better Video. No, not Better Video Now. That was the old title. It is actually Across the Lens. Across the Lens. Okay, thanks. Well, players, you know how we play the game. Uh, we'll go up with Eleni. Uh, Eleni, precisely who is your book for in just a few words? My book is for women in leadership or on the cusp of leadership. Hmm, nice. And 
Dr. Ashby. For entrepreneurs who know they should be scaling their business by adding an e-learning course. Okay, thank you. David, who's your book for? Thanks, Henry. Uh, I'm gonna talk about my book, my upcoming book, Bringing in the Business, and it's for professional service providers who wanna bring in more business. There we go. Patrick, who's your book for precisely? My book is for coaches and consultants. Okay. Coaches and consultants. Pretty good. So can I give you a little pushback? Yes, please do. Um, so coaches, consultants, I would also think speakers, authors. Uh, they, uh, sometimes these all get lumped in, into one group. Is that fair? That is fair. The other kind of broad umbrella might be independent professionals. Okay. So a challenge for Patrick is it's not as clear cut as uh, Teresa when she can say entrepreneurs who know they need to scale or Eleni who can say uh, women in leadership or who want to be leaders. So it's a little challenge there. Okay, thanks. Mark, who's your book for? Thanks, Henry. My book is for anyone who has to communicate clearly. Presenters, professors, attorneys, pastors, CEOs, anyone who has to use a spoken word to influence, inspire, or to convince their audience. Okay. So that's a little broader. You probably have a primary and a secondary and all that. Who do you think the primary is? Well, you know, any certainly... We think of people who are involved in business, executives who have to deliver presentations, those who are in the corporate sector who must deliver talks at work, reporting and shareholders, those individuals who have to present as part of your daily work. Okay. So Mark, your book's not out yet. I've edited it and it is the finest book I've read on presentation skills. It's well, I appreciate that. Thank so, you, Henry. So much uh, good stuff in there. And I've we've published a lot of good books on the topic and we've read a lot of good books. Uh, there's just so much in there. Um, I really want to encourage people when it comes out to get a copy of that book. Okay. Thank you. Well, let's go around the same order. Um, what is a problem you solve in one sentence? So the point of this is every book should solve a problem. So what is the problem that you solve? So Eleni, we'll, we'll start with you. We're gonna go in the same order each time. Eleni, uh, the problem. So my book addresses the lack of confidence felt by too many women that keeps them from stepping up and showing up and speaking up in career-defining influential spotlight moments. Okay. Eleni, can I give you pushback? Absolutely. So doesn't everybody lack confidence in those situations? Um, <laughs> this is leading the witness, as they would say. Why women? Well, it's a combination of nature and nurture. There's internal issues that have been in some respects beaten into us as women that keep us from showing up and speaking up and stepping up that create limiting beliefs, which create limiting behaviors. Uh, there is 
<clears throat> there are years and years and years of that that essentially trip us into pleasing and into essentially playing small. And that combined with systemic issues from the outside in. Yeah. You so, uh, Lainey, I, I gave Eleni a little pushback there just to show what you might be asked in a radio interview or a podcast. And in working with her on the book, um, so many studies of how women feel that they're not seen, they're not heard, um, maybe be better if they just stayed quiet, um, all these things. So the problem she's solving is a huge problem. It's a big problem. And there's great stories she has about people overcoming that problem in the book. So when you're gonna be interviewed about your book, this problem statement question is gonna come up all the time. Uh, Teresa, what is the problem you solve in, in one sentence? So my book helps entrepreneurs eliminate the overwhelm and confusion of how to create and produce an e-learning course that sells and scales. So is e-learning much of an industry? Yes, it's a billion dollar industry and continuing to grow. Yeah, and uh, grow. If you've seen a, what we call a hockey stick chart, that's the growth curve of that. Yes, and uh, all of us, some of us kicking and screaming, have come into the world of this in the last two years, and there's such an upside. So, thank you. Yes. Okay, uh, David, what's the problem you solve in a sentence? Well, actually, there are two. I'll just give you the first one first. Uh, the external problem is uh, professionals, and by professionals, I mean financial advisors, attorneys, and accountants know that the key to their success and their long-term um, uh, career growth is bringing in more business, and they don't want to feel like salespeople. Okay. So thank you. The, bringing in the business is the title, and this has the trifecta title that we're looking for in that it works as a speech title. It works as a book title, three or four words, punchy, three or four words. And David was able to get the .com URL for $12. Now, it also works with the four strategy. So what he just said is it could be uh, bringing in the business for attorneys, bringing in the business for financial advisors, bringing in the business for butchers, bakers, and candle makers. So that is a nice pivot. We also considered, and, and I'm honored to be the co-author with David and Mark LeBlanc on this book, is that it might turn into a series where all those four titles become titles in the series. Now, we all know that 95% of what that book says is the same for every professional and consultant. However, your audience thinks that they're 100% unique and they wanna read, a, attorneys wanna read a book for attorneys. And it's always a decision you make. Do you do multiple titles? Do you do a series? Do you have the one? and you just pivot on your titles. So thanks for that. 
Patrick, what's the problem you solve in one sentence? I think I'm experiencing the problem right now, but go ahead. <laughs> the uh, Thank you, Henry. The, the problem I solve in one sentence is simply this, that um, people, uh, sorry, I just tripped over my own uh, synapse there. Um, well, let me, let me do a timeout. Okay. You're on a podcast. That happens. It's no big deal. Right. Just you gather your thoughts, you do it. And say, what, what I meant to say, it's like a politician. I think what you asked Henry is this, <laughs> just give me the answer you want to give right. me. Right. Never so, answer uh, the premise of the question. What's the problem you solve, Patrick? Yeah, that's what I learned from West Wing. Never answer the premise of the question. Yes. Um, no, the problem that I solve is simply this, is that um, people are not mastering the screen. They don't have the connection and they don't have the credibility when they come across the lens. Not to the degrees that they think they do. <laughs> not to the degrees they think they do. We're all, we, we all think we're a lot better than we are. On our video presence, on our presentations, on our speaking, it's, it's sad to have to share the truth with people. Uh, Eleni has to deliver some hard truths. Fair statement, Eleni? Okay. Yeah, nod, you're on mute. Thanks. Okay. Well, let's go to Mark. Mark, um, what is the problem you solve in one sentence? Too many presenters are boring. We'll teach you how to be memorable, to be repeated and remembered. Okay. Now, Mark, I want to shift on this. There's something you teach in your book that I would say is, is almost the flip side of the problem statement, it's the premise statement. So when mm. you're delivering a presentation very soon, up front, you need yes. to tell them what the premise of that is. Would you spend a moment on that? Well, if your audience has no idea why you were there, you will have wasted 10, 15, 20 minutes without establishing your purpose for being there. And every presentation must have a premise that's clear to you, the speaker, and your audience. And in a presentation, you take them on a journey to get to the destination. But without knowing what that is, then you're wasting your time and theirs. So my premise is every consultant can write the right book that will attract high-paying clients. Exactly. And mine is every presenter can deliver an unforgettable presentation. That's it. And then if you want to flip it into the problem, it's many consultants struggle with trying to write the right book that will attract high paying clients. The exactly. premise and the problem question are just two sides of the coin. Exactly. Okay. Thanks. Well said. Okay. Now we're going to go to the bookstore question. Not that all our books are going to wind up in bookstores. Uh, there are 32 million books on Amazon for sale. There are 200,000 titles in the average Barnes and Noble. 32 million, 200,000. So it's very unlikely your book is going to be there. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be there to work to attract high paying clients. Amazon.com is the world's biggest bookstore. But let's talk like if you were in Barnes and Noble and somebody's going through the shelves, Amazon uses the same classification system. So if you don't exactly know this, I'm going to help you with it. Um, 
Delaney, where do you think your book would be in a Barnes and Noble? Well, I'm going to make this assumption based on how we pitched it when we put it out there on Amazon. And women in business was one of the categories as was business communication skills. And since they both did extremely well uh, on the, you know, on the Amazon rating system, they were good choices, apparently. Amazon will give us two or three that we can put the book under. And when we're doing a campaign, um, we might pick one category that um, is not very competitive. Now, Michael Haig, who we published his Storytelling Made Easy, his category was sales and marketing. That is one of the most competitive categories. And he went to number one in the first week in that category with a large email campaign that we did. Uh, my book, How to Close a Deal Like Warren Buffett, that was sales. And I went to number one in sales. Oh, I had a campaign that had other people send out a million emails the day my book was released and offered people bonuses if they bought the book that week. And that took us to number one on amazon.com in a highly contested category. So you need to think category. Um, Henry? Communication skills, but under business sections, um, one of the 16 sections is women in business. And you're focused on women. So women in business is a great place for you to be. And the other one was running meetings and presentations. And that's where I hit number one, interestingly enough, it's a less competitive uh, category. Yeah. Meetings and presentations. Yeah, the all-time classic was uh, making meetings work. Um, so you can be in there. So it might not be your, your number one. I was number one, we were number one, Tom Searcy and I in four categories. So you can work it that way. But think of what your primary one is. Uh, Teresa, what's your, what's your Barnes and Noble book section? Well, I, I believe it's business with the category of entrepreneurship. And I've also written down technology because it de demystifies the part of the technology that everybody gets kind of stuck on. Yeah. So um, you're definitely in that first group mm -hmm. on that. And uh, they also will call it small business. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can be there. Under marketing, there's a communication section, sales and marketing. Um, you might be there. Yeah. Um, what was the last? Oh, technology. I'd give you pushback on technology. Okay. But the fact that you demystify technology is your competitive edge in that category. Because you've just done the hard work of figuring all these uh, technological things out and you can explain it simply to people. Patrick, you're in the similar boat. Um, it's like, oh, people are a little afraid of technology. Excellent. <laughs> Your book gets to explain it to them. But actually, it'll be you reading it on Kindle and your uh, trainings, which I call reading the book to people, uh, the trainings that uh, really help them. So, okay, thanks for that. Thank you. Um, David, new book, where, where does that go? 
Well, I've, I've got a, a few ideas. I'm just going to uh, play uh, devil's advocate with you, Henry. I, I, I think business development certainly is a category it, it would go under. Also business communication, because I think uh, a, a key element to this book is uh, the second problem, which I didn't get to talk about, which is um, th there needs to be a shift in mindset. Most professionals communicate based on their own lens, based on their own uh, way of thinking and not based on the customer's way of thinking. So business communication could be a possible. And I think sales and marketing in that maybe the powers that be are sending these people to um, learn how to bring in more business. So they need to learn more about sales. So they may go to a sales and marketing department, and then this book might jump out at them because of they see bringing in the business for attorneys and attorney goes, wow, I got to get that book. Or an accountant says, I need the one that says bringing in the business for accountants. Okay. Just... Let me unpack that for you, David. Okay, good. In Barnes and Noble, they have 39 sections and business is one of the 39. You're in business. And then business has 16 subsections. You're in sales and marketing. That's your subsection. And then from there, they have sub-subsections such as business development, business communications, these other topics. If you do stroll through a Barnes and Noble, check it out sometime, uh, go to Go to a business section, go to sales and marketing, and then see what the subsections are. So the other thing I wanted to unpack was your second problem. May I step on your toes on that a little? Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought it up. You would think this was planned. So your second problem was the problem you know they have. My bad. I didn't ask the question right. The problem is the problem you solve in one sentence that they say is their problem. Unless they know that's their problem, you don't want to talk about it because you want to talk about what they want. Right. And usually that's, so they want more revenue. They want more sales and marketing. They want those things. So great. So I just did the same thing that I'm trying to solve for them. Ha. Nah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever met a psychologist uh you know why they chose to go into psychology um so yeah they they can empathize empathize they can be sincere okay patrick where is it going to go in barnes and noble uh obviously well i shouldn't say obviously it should go under business and then i would probably put it either under if it's if it is a category I would, i'd go with my primary market which is coaches and consultants um, yeah, not a subsection. A, there is no uh, section for consulting? No. So consultants have to look for books within sections. So they would need to look for, um, you know, like uh, the, the classic uh, consulting book is, uh, I'm looking for it on my shelf. It's here somewhere. Um, but it's uh, Alan Weiss, uh, Million Dollar Consultant. Yeah. So where is that book going to be? And then there are other people that have books that have to deal with consultants, myself included. So where would that book be? So they tend to be, if it's about gaining business, they tend to be in sales and marketing. 
Yeah. Because it's building the business of consulting. Okay. Um, I think the, Henry, can I ask a question too? Well, I'll ask the questions around here, Patrick. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just curious because, because um, to borrow from Eleni, I'm wondering if my book wouldn't also, if the second level might be women in business. Okay, interesting. Because I've edited your book, um, you don't really lean toward any gender in that book. Mm -mm. So, no, it wouldn't fit in women in business because okay. it there's has nothing to be there on the cover or anything that says uh, this is for women. Now, Eleni's book helps men. I got to tell you, everything in there is very useful for claiming the stage. Um, Eleni has a background as a New York and Hollywood actress, singer, songwriter, uh, became a presentation coach. Um, her favorite group is women, to help women. However, uh, Eleni, you have male clients, right? Tons of them. I yeah. love them all. Yeah. Um, so even though you declare one area, you can still sell to anyone if you're getting my, my drift. And people misunderstand me sometimes when I talk about uh, the female market. Um, there are many organizations that I've spoken to that are like the National Association of Women Business Owners. There's women in financial services. Uh, they're similar groups. And it's because they're banding together to overcome some of these problems. I've always been welcome to attend these meetings. I've been welcome to speak to these organizations. It's not like um, they're trying to exclude men. However, they rightly feel that the business challenges of women are real and need to be addressed. So Patrick, I'm leading to, this might be a second book for you. Yeah. And all the examples are female and you've interviewed people and gotten what the difference is. Maybe you co-author with a laney. Yeah, uh, I just haven't. I'm not being yeah, a yenta here, but thing. I advocate that for second books, just like Ken Blanchard taught uh, me, um, co-author. You know what you know. You don't know what other people know, and you get a double platform to publish the book, and you get to share costs um, with other authors. So there's a lot of power in that. So I just wanted to plant that idea with you. Yeah. Thank you. You'd be lucky to get Eleni. Okay, well, I'll negotiate for you later. <laughs> okay. um, Mark, uh, the section of Barnes & Noble, where's your book going to be at? I'm thinking business and also business. communication and skills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which usually comes as a subset of sales and marketing. Mm. So I think you're there. But but it's an interesting... I just want to spend a minute, especially with Eleni and you, is... What is the different positioning? Because you're both presentation skills experts. Um, and Eleni, open up in the conversation too. I don't have the answer. I just want to hear it. What you two think and brainstorming. 
how are you a little different flavor here? Now, I didn't sing Mark's praises. Mark is a world champion of public speaking. He's part of Stage Time University. He has a, um, a, a well, you call it a blue chip, a blue chip list of corporate clients. Um, so that's a world he operates in. Um, what do you think might be the different differentiation, we would say? Ladies first. Well, you know, um, no gender in the workplace. In, but this, go ahead, in, this, in this case, with this book, uh, presentation skills are really couched under the umbrella, if you will, of more communication skills, spotlight moments in a general sense. And if I were thinking, for example, of the, 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 new, the new book I'm writing, it's much more oriented towards presentations presentation skills, straight on presentation skills. This is really dealing, this book, right, is really dealing with the issues that women have in um, stepping out of the wings and into the spotlight, whether the issues are coming from the inside or the outside. And so the spotlight could be presentations. It could be simply stepping up in a meeting. It could be, you know, there, so it's a little more um, holistic, perhaps, I'm thinking, Mark. I don't know, because I haven't read your wonderful book, which I can't wait to read. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, well, one of our goals is certainly is to help anyone to present in a way that's memorable. I, I do have two wonderful co-authors who are just brilliant. And we want to focus on not only being effective in a live environment, we look at what would it mean to be effective on stage and online. And with the, the, the subtitle is how to speak to be remembered and repeated in person, online and on stage. So the key is to not only deliver well, but to deliver in a way that you are truly unforgettable. What makes you stand out? And that does not have our restriction, any kind of restriction in terms of you know, gender, if I, if I may dare say so. But I think it's very broad because anybody who wants to be influential, share their ideas and influence others to go along with them, to leave an impact, to be remembered three weeks, three months, maybe even three years, that's who we're really trying to get this book in their hands to give them the confidence to know that this is what they can do. In terms of how, it would, how I would collaborate with you, even though your initial target audience seems to be a smaller subset, don't women who want to survive and thrive in business want to also be remembered, repeated, respected? So there's, there could be something there. So I, Mark, with your permission, um, I'd like to get the panelists the um, ed unedited galley proof of your book if they agree that when the book comes out, they'll buy a copy. <laughs> Even, I've, and it might be on the 99 cent campaign. Um, that's fine. I, okay, if, if I've got your blessing, um, uh, good on that. Yeah, Mark, um, I'm also thinking that there's this huge need in the business world for making a presentation to land an account land a client. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Patricia Fripp, who uh, was my first speaking coach uh, or drill sergeant, one of the two, I'm not <laughs> sure what she was, but um, if you know Patricia Fripp, 
Um, Dynamite comes in a small package. She's about five foot two, but she wears hats. <laughs> but yeah. uh, she's dynamite. And she shifted to the sales presentations as a lot of her work. Um, Michael Alasso, who is the, the GOAT, the greatest of all time for Vistage, 1,700 paid presentations for Vistage, but he really makes his money for CEOs hiring him when they're coming, going after the big account. And it's, it's a million dollar account. Um, I see you being brought in for things in that nature too. Huge demand for that. Um, one of our authors not here, he's working on his book, Ed Tate, um, yes. a fellow um, member of Stage Time University with Darren LaCroix and Mark, and um, also a world champion of public speaking like these other two people. That's a Toastmaster designation, by the way. Um, so Ed's working on a book about the pitch. Yeah. So it's just the that that meeting when you're in the room and they're making the pitch, um, I like to call it landing the Bixby contract. So they, they're after the Bixby contract. So that's a little different flavor. Don't ever feel bad that there are other people writing on your same subject. A matter of fact, that is the good news. Uh, so something I like to share, I've interviewed other publishers and here are the top four books that they're looking for. Number one, a book on sales, anything to do with sales, because 50 million people make their living a year in sales and they need to be pumped up and revitalized. And VPs of sales need authors coming in and who are sales system agnostic. <laughs> that the, the VP of sales has their sales system. She or he, they have the way they want it done. Um, but if you can talk about lead generation, presentations, uh, the mindset, the, how you come across through the lens, um, that's wanted. Number two is marketing. Anything to do with marketing has to do with revenue. So revenue is what people want. Um, number three is leadership. Because many managers, supervisors are thrust into the role they were good at what they did technically. Now they're the leader of the group. They never were trained to be a leader. They don't know how to be a leader. They didn't have good examples of, of leaders. So this needs to be fixed. This is a problem. You'll write checks for it to fix. The fourth book they're looking for is the successful semi-famous entrepreneur who wants to tell their story. Uh, Debbie Fields and Cookies, Amos, uh, famous Amos and his cookies. Yep. Uh, not to stick on cookies, but also <laughs> uh, other the, the people on Shark Tank and all these people telling their story. Well, forget that one. We either are that person or we aren't. But the other three, you're all in that sphere. So you're in the right place. Okay, let's go to the fourth question. I teach that there are eight main types of stories. There's the overcoming the monster problem, there's the underdog Cinderella rags to riches, David versus Goliath story. There's a comedy solution. You do a wacky thing to solve a problem. Or there's the tragic solution that actually is a cautionary tale because it always ends badly. Uh, there is the 
mystery. It's, it's a mystery. It's a code. It's a riddle. You got to crack the code. A lot of those technology books are about that. And then there's the quest. You're in search of a prize. How to close a deal like Warren Buffett. How to win friends and influence people. The seven habits of highly effective people. These are all quests, business quests. A rebirth, which is a comeback, redemption, uh, Phoenix rising story. And then there's the escape from crazy town. You're in a normal place. Things go crazy. How do you get out of that? Um, in movies, it's Alice in Wonderland and Wizard of Oz. Um, I helped uh, publish a book called Outsmarting Crazy Town. Uh, say that again, Outsmarting Crazy Town. And it's about corporate executives who everything's going so great. And then everything turns to poop. And they, they first thought is, I got to get out of here. Uh, but really what they need to do is escape within where they're at right now. And eight out of 10 executives can do that if they just follow what's in this book. Okay. Lightning round. Eleni, what type of book is your book? Well, um, Underdog Cinderella Story, because as you so brilliantly put it, Henry, <laughs> women are underdogs when it comes to being seen and heard. But they don't need a prince to rescue them either. Hmm. Thank you. <laughs> That's, I, I um, of all this fairy tales, I hate Cinderella the most because it's about a, a plucky orphan who works hard and is rescued by a handsome prince because she has a size zero shoe. Precisely. Uh, this is a horrible story. <laughs> Since I wear a 10 and a half or an 11, it is particularly onerous for me. <laughs> You're a very stable woman. Yes. <laughs> very stable. Yes. <laughs> Teresa, what story are we telling? A mystery. We've got to have the mystery. It's so confusing. It's the code breaking it. Give me the title again. Exposing the e-learning mystery. There you go. So as she writes that book, that tells her how to arrange the table of contents and in lively writing, uh, what we do is we work terms in. So she needs to work terms into her book like puzzle, lock, code, uh, decipher, uh, riddle, uh, pose, you know, pose a riddle. Um, so all these language that people know, and as I said, in her world, like the technology is, oh, yes, at last, a book that's going to open this up for me. Um, and as someone who's had to go into the e-learning world, it is a mystery when you start off there. And you want a mentor, you want a mentor, you want the voice of wisdom and experience to get you through. Okay, thank you. Uh, David, what type of Thanks, story? Henry. Well, I think it's a combination. It's definitely a quest, but I think it's also slaying the monster problem of uh, bringing in more business. Okay, so, let me give you a pushback on that. Okay. Are you familiar in, in the academic world, there's a saying, publish or perish? Absolutely. Okay. That's because if you don't publish and you're a professor, you get fired. You certainly don't get tenure. It's a career killer. Now, 
if it's a career killer for these professionals and consultants, these lawyers, uh, you talked about financial advisors, if it's a career killer, then go with the monster. Matter of fact, in the book, you get to name the monster. Um, oh, I don't have it in my hand. I helped write a book called Slay the Email Monster. And it was really about productivity and that you're wasting too much time on email. Um, but we even named the monster, we named it Muda. And, and I, I had a figure of a uh, Asian dragon because Muda is the Japanese word for waste. And these discoveries came out of the University of Toyota. Yes, as in the cars you drive. So the University of Toyota studied Six Sigma and studied just in time and came up with the biggest problem is waste. And this is attacking it for knowledge workers. Okay, Quest, most of us can do a Quest title. It's, it's um, you're searching for something, it's a prize. It's like Indiana Jones looking for the Lost Ark of the Covenant or the Holy Grail. Um, Alan Quartermain going after the lost uh, minds of King Solomon. Okay, that's a, a quest. So Mark LeBlanc's book, Never Be the Same, is this whole quest on how to create a different kind of life and business for you if you're a coach or a consultant, a trainer, somebody who trades their knowledge for money. So that's the quest. Um, just I'll tell you, it's a softer, it's a softer book. Uh, and by softer, I mean, it doesn't grab as much as a slaying the monster title. So if you can do monster title, do it. Some people want to force it into a monster title. And I have to push back and say, really, if people don't do what you're saying, do they get fired? Does the company go bankrupt? Well, no. Okay, then it's not a slaying the monster title. And by the way, think Jaws, think Dracula. You know, when you're thinking that, I mean, these are horror stories in literature and it needs to be a horror story in business. Okay, Patrick, what type of story is your book? Uh, you know, this is really, this is really, really confusing for mine. Uh, okay. I will have to say, um, but based off of your last definition around a monster, and I'm going to borrow from my subtitle, Henry, um, but it, I believe it is actually a monster book. And the reason why is because the subtitle is, is how your Zoom presence will make or break your success. Okay. So if you take that and think of it, guys, when you're being interviewed on podcasts or by journalists about your book, you can frame that right now and say, this is a monster problem. Uh, this, is, this is killing people right now. Video's not going away. It's make or break on careers. Okay, so you drop that language in. So you have to slay the monster. And the monster is being boring and showing up that you hate video and showing up late for video meetings and you know so you can go on and on so um let me go to mark and then i'll come back to this mark what is your story 
Well, you know, if you don't say, well, it could be a tragedy. So it could be a tragic solution. <laughs> well, Actually, my dad used to say uh, that that uh, story is sad, but the way you ha handle it, Henry, it's a tragedy. <laughs> I don't I don't think we're a tragedy. Well, in, in some in some ways, it is really a quest to be more effective as a presenter. It really is how to yeah, how to be unforgettable. It's a the journey. How do I get forgettable? Yeah, you all we all want to be unforgettable. I'm sorry, I had to do that. Oh, God. I was <laughs> staying away from Nat King Cole so much. I'm sorry, I had but to. No, you went there. No, no, well, <laughs> you sound a lot better as Nat King Cole than I do. Um, <laughs> but it is. It is, it is a quest. A, it's a great yeah. word. Yeah. Um, unforgettable is a great word. Um, and that it people is. want. So I think it's a quest. I think so too. And we actually issue a challenge in the book. We said, do you want to be remembered three weeks, three months, or three years from now? Which is a, a pretty bold thing to ask, but yeah. you know, we back it up. My co-authors and I back it up. You know, I, I gave a Toastmaster speech in 1995 that won me a title, but I'm getting comments. I got a comment on YouTube yesterday on the video that was done in 1995. So if people can remember you for some reason, then that's what you want. So the quest is on, Let's take you on that journey. This is your quest to deliver that speech, no matter how hopeless, no matter how. Anyway, I digress. Well, <laughs> no, you, you digressed, but you didn't. Um, he was quoting a song called The Quest from Man of La Mancha. La Mancha correct. And no matter how hopeless, no matter how far, wow. there's all these things. So, Mark. My father was a dairy cattle hoof trimmer. And his job, and my job when I was growing up, was to go into cow pastures of manure. Of course. And pull out cows and tie them up, turn them on their side on a truck, and care for their feet. He, he liked to say he was a bovine pedicurist. Pedicurist, exactly. Wow. So he gets up at dawn every morning gets in this old dirty dirty manure truck and drives out to cow fields and he had a cassette and every morning he puts on the quest from man of la mancha wow. on his way to work <laughs> and uh I, I, his favorite book was uh, don quixote don so quixote? it was just so interesting I when i was giving his eulogy where we would talk about this that every day he was on the quest to help cows. His premise was every cow can do better if you take care of their hooves. Okay, thanks for listening to that story. <laughs> okay, so why is this important? Why is the type of story? Because it dictates your title and your subtitle. So let's, we're gonna go through. As I'm doing a book kickoff class, I'll say, okay, we're gonna go for a working title and a working subtitle. You can change. Uh, the first book I was a ghostwriter on, the working title was Forget Everything You Know About Hiring. During the interviews, one of the last interviews was with a CEO, and he said, I totally know what this book is about. They get into my office, and I go, you're not the person I hired. And we went, bing, 10,000 copies of that book. And I recently got an endorsement uh, unsolicited that thanks to that book, their firm had made an extra $2.5 million in the last decade. 
That's the power of this. But let's go to Eleni. Give us the title and subtitle. Claim the Stage, A Woman's Guide to Speaking Up, Standing Out, and Taking Leadership. Okay, thank you. Now, did that come on our first pass and try? No! <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember, no. but we had some working title that we knew this was about women being seen and heard and when the spotlight's on them. Yeah, yeah. It was that subtitle that gave us the little twitches, you know, and then we just landed on it. You bet. Um, Dr. Ashby, I presume. Exposing the e-learning mystery, secrets to digitizing your business with confidence. Thank you so much for that. Secrets is another word you tie in with the mystery. And my book, Rainmaker Confidential, we did two dozen secrets in that book that we interviewed people and asked them to, um, not like that newswoman who asked the mother of the president, just between, you know, just whisper in my ear what this problem is. And it's being filmed for 60 minutes. Uh, no, we're not doing that. We, we asked permission to share these people's stories. Okay, great. David, your new book. Well, the working title has been Bringing in the Business, How to Bring in More Business Without Feeling Like a Salesperson. But uh, since we've had this conversation, Henry, I'm liking, starting to like slaying the sales monster. Maybe. We'll talk. We'll uh, talk. Our third exactly. author is reviewing the manuscript right now. So there's the cement has not hardened on either one of those. In yeah. fact, I worked with... Um, the, the, the former president of uh, Stephen Covey Marketing. And he said, you know, we never could decide on the uh, title of Dr. Covey's book. And we were at the printer and just said, screw it, go with the subtitle, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Multimillion Seller. So there's always time to change when the press is run. So that's a thing to consider. Um, we can look at that. Patrick, give us your title and your subtitle. Uh, my title is Across the Lens. My first subtitle is How Your Zoom Presence Can Make or Break Your Success. And my second subtitle is Good Enough is Never Good Enough. There we go. Mark, your subtitle. Oh, you're on mute, Mark. Yeah. Title, <laughs> title, Deliver Unforgettable Presentations. Subtitle, How to Speak to be Remembered and Repeated in Person, Online, and On Stage. Hmm. Deliver Unforgettable Presentations. I'm not sure if, that, if it's a command, you can put... Uh, an exclamation point at the end. So that's always an option. So one of my books is persuade with a story. And I put an exclamation point because I'm commanding people persuade with a story. Uh, and it's more active. Um, you can only use an exclamation point for an exclamation like help, uh, fire, uh, you know, rape, you know, something where you're, you're yelling that exclaiming. 
oh poop i cleaned it up or <laughs> command halt you know proceed okay march or die that's the motto of the french foreign legion if i remember wow. correctly not that i was ever in the french foreign legion okay so we're pulling it to a close here you've all been great the next part of it is and i don't even know if we'll have time i'm just going to leave everybody with this thought from here i say that problem that you solve give it to me in six steps six steps six things people can do to solve the problem that's your part two of your book the how to do it you can even name those six steps as your proprietary process um, we have a proprietary process in Mark's book, uh, other people, we have it. You can even go as far as trademarking your proprietary process. It's intellectual property you can talk about. Um, in a media interview, you like to um, give it with, well, here's the problem that many women face in leadership positions. And then you give the problem and then you can say in the media interview, and here's three ways to solve it. Don't give them all six points. It's like, you know, the keynote, you're not telling them everything. Just give them three. Uh, Teresa, you're going to give them three secrets. Patrick, you're going to give them three strategies. David, you're going to give them three ways. Just boom, boom, boom. Um, that's all they want at that point. Okay. Thank you so much. I want to thank everybody. Uh, for being with me today. And this has been another episode of Marketing with a Book Podcast. Look forward to seeing you on another episode. Goodbye, everybody.